Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is October 24, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. The episode is brought to you by Asheville Pagan Supply. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Your quote of the day is, One need not to be a chamber to be haunted. One need not to be a house. The Brain Has Corridors Surpassing Material Place by Emily Dickinson. So, we are drinking Dark Society today from Sip a Spell. It is a Mayan hot chocolate mix, and I've just started getting feedback in, and I am so happy. I was so worried it would be too spice forward, but everyone seems to enjoy it, and it is just completely lighting me up, so I'm so happy. So this week we're talking about cayenne, and today we're going to touch on its magical properties. So this comes to us from OriginalBotanica.com. So cayenne is used in various magical traditions for adding energy to spell work and promoting faithfulness in relationships. In hoodoo, it is incorporated into spells, targeting enemies, and used for protection against negative spells and hexes. Ooh. Uh, Cayenne has numerous applications. Um, People will use it in hot foot powder, crossing powder, gopher dust, and um, people will also sprinkle it around the home to offer protection against negative influences. All right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from allkpop.com. So Netflix's occult school mystery series, The Sense, starring Kim Yo-Han, scrapped due to conflicts over the script. Oh, man. An occult school mystery series sounds fantastic. Oh, and by the way, uh, the writer's strike is over, so we can talk about all the movies and stuff and the TV shows and the movies, and we're all good. So according to an exclusive media report on August 23rd, the production of the Netflix original occult mystery series, The Sense, has been suspended indefinitely with its full cast and crew dissolved. The Sense was expected to follow the story of two students at a Catholic school with special abilities, allowing them to see, smell, hear, and touch spirits. Actor Kim Yo-Han was cast as the male lead, with Han Yi-ri joining the crew as an eccentric teacher. The production was led by director Lee Young-hem, and um, yeah. However, issues arose during the script writing stages of the project, ultimately leading to a decision to halt the production. According to reports, affiliated staff spent over half a year preparing for the project's filming, but now the cast and crew will be dropping the project to seek new opportunities as soon as possible. Oof. 
I mean, this was probably the writer's strike, right? They're saying mysterious conflicts over the script, but, and they said issues arose during, it sounds like they're trying to clickbait it to make it sound like it was like these young actors, like, fault. Because that's usually what they like to do, like, oh, there's conflicts. And usually people point to, like, the, you know, the young um, cast, but that's usually not what's happening. And I mean, yeah, issues arose during the script writing stages, which, yeah, we've had a strike. That's probably what the issue is. And now they're just kind of using this as an opportunity to just be like, oh, we're not going to do it. Maybe they weren't uh, ever that invested and all of that. So. Interesting. Um, I'm looking at some of the comments and some of the comments say that they've heard elsewhere that they do believe the script is just being revised and that it could still um, be in production. So I don't know. We'll see. But it sounds like a great show. I love the idea. I love that idea. It sounds really fascinating. All right, witches. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, October 24th. The waxing gibbous moon moves from the staccato of Aquarius to the smooth flow of Pisces today. Here, the moon opposes Venus. In Pisces, the moon is forgiving and understanding, sympathetic and empathetic. In Virgo, Venus is nitpicky and finicky, analyzing and categorizing faults. You may be noticing the shortcomings of your loved ones a lot more lately and have been trying to keep quiet about it. As the moon moves through Pisces, you may also feel like your loved ones are focusing too much on your faults, picking at your insecurities more than usual. This may or may not be purposeful on yours or their part. Either way, it's important to bring awareness around to the issue. If you're feeling extra sensitive lately, just be aware that most of the time, people have good intentions around their comments. If you're feeling more aware of the faults in others lately, remember to do a compliment sandwich. Just a spoonful of sugar can help that criticism go down. Your daily moon mantra is, accept both compliments and criticism. It takes both sun and rain to make a flower grow. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago Astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Asheville Pagan Supply is a witch-owned and operated old-age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the Blue Ridge Mountain town of Asheville, North Carolina. Our shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magic practitioners and craftspersons with an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious, and affordably priced. We are extremely proud of our knowledgeable and friendly staff who are always prepared to answer questions and personally assist customers with their purchases. Our belief has always been that our business presence in the community offers a normalcy to pagan practices and in educating the general public we assist in dispelling myths and stereotypes associated with different pagan practices. Open since July of 2014, we focus on our local community and hosting workshops and events. Visiting Asheville? Find us. Just look for the raven with the key. 
or shop 24-7 at ashevillepagansupply.store. That's A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E-P-A-G-A-N supply.store. Blessed be. All right, we are back. So today our urban legend is about one called Spring-Heeled Jack, the leaping devil that terrorized Victorian England. And this comes to us from atlasobscura.com. So man or devil, he cut a swath of terror across the 19th century London. Just based off like movies and books, London seemed like it was ripe for the uh, for the terrorizing in the 19th century. <laughs> like it, all the books and movies about just like people scaring Londoners, I think is so, so funny. So they write in Victorian England, the scariest boogeyman was a fire breathing devil man who could jump unnaturally high. Some said he was a demon while others thought he was just an extraordinarily agile human. But no matter what you believe about the legend, Spring-Heeled Jack was just a name that inspired fear among folk. His name legend survives today mainly in the form of plays and references in various forms of media. But his legend still holds a bit of the original creep factor it had when it first bubbled up out of the public consciousness. Reports of the wrath that would become Spring-Heeled Jack first started to appear in 1837, as described in historian Mike Dash's exhaustive history of a figure reported um, by residents of London's neighborhood, and they would report like bizarre attacks, uh, harassments from a ghost imp or devil in the shape of a large white bull. Mainly attacking women, the figure and monster would ring a doorbell, and when someone would answer, it would ravage their clothes with its claws. Other sightings have him simply ambushing people who are out walking. Similar reports continue to trickle in throughout the rest of the year, with strange crimes being attributed to assailants in the guise of a ghost, a bear, or a devil. Those... Uh, reports would eventually lead to the theory that this mysterious monster might have been a group of well-to-do men dressing up and scaring people on a bet. Honestly, like, that seems plausible. I feel like rich people bet each other to do, like, the most unhinged things. So others reported the figure as wearing red shoes or armor. The descriptions were all over the place, so the outlandish uh, tales, when hitting the London papers, brought a lot of skepticism, like, fair. Uh, the Lord Mayor of London, John Cohen, even came out in January of 1838 to address the growing number of stories, bringing up the theory that the attacks were perpetrated by a gang of wealthy jerks. <laughs> a gang of wealthy jerks i like that however that didn't stop the legend from growing as the papers reported more accounts the devilish figure came to be called spring heeled jack as many of the reports involved the creep leaping in front of or away from victims in such a way that no normal mortal man would be capable of jack really took shape after two of his most well-known attacks so, according to an account that was widely publicized at the time, in February of 1838, a man rang the doorbell of Jane Alsop, 
screaming that they had caught Spring-Heeled Jack and that they needed help. When she brought the man a candle there in the dark street, he proceeded to breathe blue flame into her face and tear at her clothes and skin with metal claws. She ran back to her house, but he continued to cut her with his claws until Alsop's sister came to her rescue, staring off the attacker. Alsop described Jack as having eyes like red fireballs and wearing a helmet and tight-fitting white outfits. It was bizarre and spring healed jack's reputation as some kind of devil grew just days later another attack took place in a different part of london lucy scales was walking with her sister when a shadowy man jumped out and allegedly blew blue flames into her face causing her to have some sort of seizure while many of the initial reports of Jack's attacks took place in outlying hamlets and villages, both Alsup and Scales' cases took place closer to the city and received a great deal of more attention, stoking the fires of Springheeled Jack's legend. Their, their testimonies also informed what would become his popular look at a gentlemanly devil figure. So that could be where that kind of idea of like a handsome devil man in like boots and like red boots and a cut like a nice jacket probably come from after the attacks the attention given to spring Hill jack in 1838 the figure became a popular boogeyman across england he became a character in a number of cheap penny dreadfuls many titled spring Hill jack or the terror of london where he was alternatively portrayed as everything from a jilted uh brigand to a supernatural menace all these depictions just serve to cement his boogeyman status parents would tell stories of a jumping devil to scare their kids into submission mysterious unsolved crimes would be attributed to jack by sensationalist reporters looking to sell papers and this elusive monster now belonged to the victorian nightmares Eyewitness reports of Spring Hill Jack continued popping up all over the country, if less frequently and much less substantially than uh, between 1837 and 38. Then there were copycat attackers who were captured, um, who were trying to just take advantage of the legend. Yeah, even if official sightings of Spring Hill Jack have stopped, his legend still survives. Characters inspired by Spring Hill, Spring Hill. Characters inspired by Spring Heeled Jack can be found from steampunk to mainstream comic books. This Victorian heir of gaunt, springing devil continues to evoke the era in which his legend grew, making him a popular template for scary stories. Although today we might remember his name for better or for worse, Spring Heeled Jack may never again inspire the kind of terror he once did. Ah, yeah, I can definitely see how that became popular. One, it was such a convenient boogeyman for um, women as well as children, um, as well as it kind of has this kind of Jack the Ripper vibe a little bit, doesn't it? When when was Jack the Ripper? Jack the Ripper time period. So Jack the Ripper occurred about 50 years after Spring Hill Jack. Very fascinating. Huh. All right, witches. I am wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I have no housekeeping for you, but 
I do want to give some shout outs. One to Stephanie Pinion. Stephanie, you cunning mystical woodland fairy. Alina Miltzer, you luminous scrumptious dragon. And Jess Jensen, you cunning earthy garden nymph. And we do have a card pull today. Our card today is Nature Spirits from the Sacred Symbols Oracle. The elementals, fairies, divas, and other nature, uh, natural spirits request your presence. It is time to venture outside, get into nature, and recharge your batteries with the trees, the grass, the mountains, and the desert. There is magic that awaits you when you commune with nature. All I've got for you today, don't forget any books, decks, headlines, anything we talked about today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com and we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>